Chili makes both the Chili Pad and Uller, two really cool products, pun intended, that fit over the top of your mattress and use water to control the temperature of your bed. Since water is more thermally efficient than air, Chili sleep systems help lower your internal temperature to trigger deep, relaxing sleep. The Uller is controlled through an app on your phone with smart scheduling, a warm awake feature, and a UV light to auto-clean, while the Chili Pad is simply controlled using a remote. When you start using Chili Sleep Systems, you'll notice you fall asleep faster, sleep deeper, and wake up feeling fully rested. Whether you like to sleep a little warmer or cooler, you can customize the temperature for you and your side of the bed. Chili products offer a temperature range between 55 and 115 degrees Fahrenheit to suit every sleeper. And right now, Chili is offering my audience a great deal. When you go to chilitechnology.com news, you can get 20% off any sleep system with the code NEWS. That's C-H-I-L-I technology.com slash news with code news for 20% off any sleep system. Hello, Vela News listeners. This is Dan Cavallari, tech editor at Vela News, coming at you with another Vela News tech podcast. And I am here sitting socially distanced from one Betsy Welch, our senior editor. Betsy, how's it going? Hi, Dan. <laughs> Don't seem so enthusiastic to see me, Betsy. No, it's great. Dan and I actually went on a bike ride this morning, so. It was wonderful. Yeah, we are both really happy and relaxed. And full of pie. <laughs> we, we stopped at the Gold Hill store for a little pie, and it was the best thing ever. Betsy, uh, you've got, aside from our wonderful ride this morning, you've got a pretty big ride coming up, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Can you tell our lovely listeners what your big ride coming up is? Yes. Um, and this is the first time I've come out in public and talked about it. So I guess it's actually <laughs> going to happen. Yeah. You have to do it now. I know. Um, the big ride is bike packing the Colorado Trail. Owie. Yeah. <laughs> the Colorado Trail is a 500 plus mile um, trail that starts in Denver and goes to Durango and it stays very high in elevation the whole time. I think the total elevation gain is like 70,000 feet or something. Mm -hmm. um, there's some areas of wilderness that we have to detour around on gravel and paved roads. Um, and it is having done a lot of sections of it just on like day trips and smaller bike packing trips. Um, it is a beast of a bike ride. Yes. Yes, it has, it has cracked many a, a hardy <laughs> rider before. Um, but, you know, you and I also rode up Mount Evans last week, and I've seen you climb. So what are you thinking, like 45 minutes to an hour, you're going to finish this trail? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Betsy's yeah. a crusher. She won't let it on. She, she, she just destroyed me going up Mount Evans last week. So don't, don't let her uh, make you think that she's, uh, she's even frightened. She'll just flex at the trail and the trail will bow before her. <laughs> if it gives, if it, if it makes you feel any better, Dan, I am wearing, um, probably running shoes because, um, we'll probably be hiking like at least a hundred miles oh, sure. of it, that. Yeah, so. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be rough. It's going to be, gonna be rough. rough, but, um, you know, it's the perfect summer to do it. We're all home. We all have some, uh, spare time. Um, how long, how many days are you thinking this is going to take you? We are giving ourselves 10 days. Okay. Um, people who do it for speed, I think the record is like less than four days. That's gross. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, Lachlan Morton uh, last year did an independent time trial on it, and I'm pretty sure he was very close to beating that record and was just shy of it. But like 
I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and from people who I've, I've talked to people who've done this and they always bring up the hiking as the part that destroys them. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Not hiking, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about your gear choices for this. So for context, for those of you listening, uh, not two summers ago, I believe, uh, I wrote an article for Vela News about, I'm a, I'm a beginner bike, bike packer. Here's my experience. You can look that up on Vela News. Um, and basically what I did was I decided it was time for me to experiment with bike packing. Um, and I, I ordered gear in and I wanted to see what it was like to sort of, you know, play with all the bags. Being the tech editor, I got way too much stuff and got way too excited. And I only went for like an overnight on that first trip. So my natural inclination was to just bring everything. So I brought, I brought so much stuff that I did not need. Um, Betsy, since you're going to be out for 10 days, uh, you're going to be uh, on your own. You're going to be facing all sorts of different conditions. <laughs> I imagine your gear selection is going to be a little bit more um, refined. So uh, basically what I want to talk about today is what are you bringing? Why are you bringing it? Uh, and what are you leaving home? And, and you know, how did you make this, these choices? So let's start broad. Uh, what bike are you using? <laughs> oh man, all of my, uh, my, my poor planning, um, <laughs> is being revealed during yes. this podcast. Yeah. I am pretty sure, although I still have two weeks to make changes, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to ride. Um, I have a spot rocker, which is a hardtail mountain bike. Okay. So we'll have front suspension. Um, and the reason for the hardtail um, is that space in the center triangle to put mm. a big frame bag. Yeah, yeah. The Colorado trail is, you know, most fun on a full suspension mountain bike. Yeah. And I, I'm reserving the opportunity to bring one of those. If, if one comes along, that seems like it'd be a better choice, but really I think the hardtail 29er is that's my go-to bike packing bike for now, at least. Okay. So if, if anybody out there has done the Colorado trail and is listening to this and saying, Oh my God, no, <laughs> Betsy, no, please, please Call let us. her know. <laughs> Text us, <laughs> yes, email us, contact us immediately. <laughs> um, all right. So you, the, the hardtail is a strategic choice largely for storage. Yes. Yes. And I also, I do have a custom frame bag for that bike. Ooh, who made it? Um, a guy named Joe in Denver. Oh yes, J Pax. J Pax. J Pax. I love yeah. J Pax. Yeah, Joe's love J Pax. Yeah. Huge fan. And um, yeah, a couple of years ago, had Joe make a um, a frame bag just for that bike, and mm -hmm. it's it's a bolt on, which is really nice. Yep. So it does not move at all. Yeah, Joe's Joe's also made a pack for me on my fat bike, which was it was just so cool. It was the coolest pack. I loved it. It was custom for my frame. Spoiled to death, I am. <laughs> Uh, so, so let's, let's run down your, um, your pack choices. So when I, when I did my bike packing trip, I had like a gazillion different packs strapped in a different, <laughs> different configurations on my bike. I had, I had bags hanging off my fork legs. I had them on the handlebars. I had them on the, what are you bringing? What's like, are you going minimalist here? Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, it's the trails rough, it's long and pushing a bike is heavy. So you really only want what you need. Um, and the thing is with bike packing is you learn pretty quickly, like what works and what doesn't like, I'm sure for you, once you start riding, if, if the stuff's not secured properly, if it's not in the proper position, it, it just starts like flailing and yeah. Um, so there's kind of like, I, I guess I'd say just like, there's three fundamental pieces 
Um, there's a frame bag and there is a seat post bag and there's a handlebar bag. Um, are doing the handlebar bag? Yeah. The handlebar bag is where traditionally I keep my sleep system. Mm, okay. So, um, sleeping bag and a pad and a puffy jacket and then maybe like tent poles, um, and bits of tent strapped to the outside of that. Mm -hmm. Where does the actual tent body go? Well, um, for this trip, there's three of us. So we're going to have to Rochambeau to see who gets <laughs> what bit of the tent. <laughs> um, but we'll take a super lightweight tent um, or maybe even a tarp. Mm. And then one of us will probably end up stuffing that in the handlebar bag as well. Gotcha. Uh, so you said, I, I, I heard handlebar bag. I heard the frame pack, obviously. Yep. Uh, and so the frame pack is frame the, oh, the frame pack? Yeah, the frame pack. Uh, <laughs> the handle. I wasn't even trying to like talk about the frame bag. The handlebar bag yeah. is, is mostly for sleeping equipment. Tell me about what's in the other bags. Um, so the try and keep the heaviest stuff in the frame bag. So kind of in the center of the bike. So mm -hmm. um, that tends to be water if I'm doing a bladder, mm -hmm. um, tools, food. Um, maybe like stove and cooking stuff. And whiskey. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. I need to put that on my list. Yes. Um, except it'll be tequila, not whiskey. Ah, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so heavier things in the center of the bike. Um, and that's mostly for center of gravity, uh, stability, things like that. Yeah, and I think too, I also like to put things that I might need to access more like during the ride there mm -hmm. because that's the easiest bag to get in and out of without like kind of messing up your packing job sure. um tend to never get into the um handlebar bag just because you have to like roll that up pretty yeah. tight and you yeah. want to keep it um intact and mm -hmm. then for the seat post bag that tends to be like kind of just random um but clothing mostly extra clothing um but yeah maybe like your, your mug, your spork, mm -hmm. um, things like that. And some food too. When you say seat post bag, you mean like a, a seat bag, a small one or like one of the big ones that explode <laughs> off the top, off the back of the bike? Yeah. For something like the Colorado trail, definitely a bigger one. Although God, I see pictures of people who, who do the Colorado trail sometimes. And I'm like, where is all their stuff? Right. Cause right. they do, they have, they have smaller ones. And the issue with the seat post bag is, um, and this might be a reason you tend to see people with smaller ones is that if you're riding a full suspension bike, it, mm -hmm. it will bounce yeah. and it will rub. Mm -hmm. um, or it, a dropper post. Yeah. Or a dropper post, mm -hmm. right. Um, but people are making dropper post compatible seat bags, which is really nice. Right. Um, J-Pax is actually making a great one. Um, but since I'm riding a hardtail, I just have a, a Revelate seat post bag that I've had for a long time. And I, I kind of like... Um, I wrap my, I do have a dropper, but I wrap it with electrical tape. So I know how far down oh, I can cool. go Good idea. so that I don't, um, rub. Yeah. Yeah. That's why there's forethought that I would never have. Well, it's, but that's the thing about bikepacking. It's all from experience. Yeah. Yeah. Like the bottom of the bag is totally ripped and, sure. and rubbed. Um, now I know. <laughs> so let's, let's talk specific, uh, brands and models of the, of your bags. What are you bringing? Uh, what did you, and, and how did you land on those specific ones? So like I mentioned, um, Joe at J-Pax made my frame bag. 
um, love to support local guys and gals in the, in the business, which amazingly is, is it's kind of hard to pick now. Um, I, I would say every, every state probably has a handful of custom frame bag makers. So Mm -hmm. if you're out there shopping, make sure you look for someone in your area, which is really cool. Um, and then of course I, I do have two bags from Revelate, um, and Revelate are kind of known as like the, the folks who started this whole thing, um, up in Alaska and their frame bags are, um, not custom, um, which totally works for a seat post and a handlebar bag. Um, a couple of years ago, I'm not sure how many, um, they, um, came out with a really cool new handlebar bag that is like a, um, it's like a cradle. So the cradle straps on to your handlebars and then you put the stuff sack or the bag that it comes with into that cradle. Right. So you can, it's nice. You don't have to take off that, that harness to get to your, to your stuff. You just take off the Mm -hmm. stuff sack. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that was like a game changer for me because I used to have a handlebar bag of theirs where you, it was just harder to get in and out of. Yeah. But when you can actually take the stuff sack off of the handlebars, right. but leave that harness there, it's really nice. Yeah. I think that's called the pronghorn from Revelate. Mm-hmm. Is it, it, have you run into the issue? I, I mean, I run into this. So I, last night I camped out and you know, I, I've just built this like beautiful sleeping platform in my truck with all these, you know, <laughs> containers and blah, blah, blah. And I, I had everything organized just so. And then like after one night of camping, everything is just like, throw it back in. Totally. Yeah. Uh, how, do you, <laughs> how do you, how do you counter that when you're out bike packing? I mean, I can't, I imagine you have to be careful with it every time you repack because there's just not a lot of space. Yeah. And you, you kind of have to gear explode every time, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's not like you only take like one thing out. Right. Um, everything <laughs> comes out and everything goes back in. Right. The one thing you need is always at the bottom of the pack behind everything else. Yes. Um, but you do, you figure it out really quickly. Like what should go where, what yeah. should be the easiest to access. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've covered the bike, covered the bags. Is that all the bags, by the way? Are we, are we missing anything? Um, no, I mean, it's probably worth mentioning. Most people do put something on their top tube. Um, I mean, those kind of get generically called like a, a gas tank. Um, that name might've come from like a bento box from Revelate. Yeah. Or a bento box. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you have, um, mounts on your top tube, a lot of the bag makers are making those so that they, um, bolt in. But if not, I mean, you can find top tube bags just about anywhere, Mm -hmm. um, which is really nice. Are you not using one? I probably will just because this trip is so long. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, I, I don't love it because I'm, I haven't figured out really what to put in it. Sure. Like it doesn't seem like it, yeah. it, it adds a lot of capacity. But I, put, I put my food there. Like that's, yeah. that's just the easiest way to snack. Right. And that's, that's, I mentioned this when Ben and I were talking about uh, bags in a couple, a couple episodes ago. I mean, Rebecca Rush made a good point one day. She said, if you, you know, if you have to work to get your food, you're not going to eat it, you know, so right. just have it, have it handy. But I don't, I don't love those top two bags because they do interfere with my knees when I'm out right. of the saddle, especially. Um, and that's, that's a common complaint, but man, it is way easier to just grab a granola bar out of that little bento box thing than to have to reach behind your back. I mean, I'm an old man. I'll pull a muscle out there. <laughs> it's just too many miles, you know? 
Chili makes both the Chili Pad and Uller, two really cool products that fit over the top of your mattress and use water to control the temperature of your bed. Since water is more thermally efficient than air, Chili Sleep Systems help lower your internal temperature to trigger deep, relaxing sleep. Right now, Chili is offering my audience a really great deal. When you go to chilitechnology.com news, you can get 20% off any sleep system with code NEWS. That's C-H-I-L-I technology.com news with code NEWS for 20% off any sleep system. Um, all right. So what about a backpack? Are you taking any backpacks? I was going to say that's the one thing that's still TBD. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really nice bike packing to not have a backpack. Um, the weight on your back, the sweaty, just like the chafing. Mm-hmm. Um, however, wa- water is the, cons- for me, water is the consideration, um, that would influence whether I bring a backpack or not. I can fit a bladder in my frame bag, mm-hmm. but it takes up like a lot of space. all the yeah. space, you know, cause I have a smaller, a bike, which means a smaller triangle. So a smaller frame bag. Mm-hmm. Um, so might end up taking a backpack, mm. um, but it might be in the form of like a, like a race vest. Yeah. Um, just so I can have that water on my back mm-hmm. instead of in my frame bag. Yeah. And have you, you haven't chosen or looking, looked into what you're going to take yet? No, I have. Um, I actually just got the Camelback Chase oh, yeah. vest. That's what I was going to recommend. Okay, cool. And I, I just wrote it up. I did kind of like a mini, not a bike pack, but a credit card tour, which we could, yeah. we have various segues to go here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, with yeah we could talk all day about this. <laughs> but uh, for the credit card tour, all I took was a handlebar bag on my gravel bike and then that Chase vest in which I had you know, the full liter and a half of water, a sundress, flip-flops, and snacks. So, like, that's that's a decent amount of storage there. Mm-hmm. Where did you put your jorts? <laughs> <laughs> I opted for the sundress okay. instead of the jorts. Okay. The jorts take up a little more space. That's, that's a stylistic choice. I, mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I think it's suspect. All right. So, we've covered bags. We've covered bikes. Um, I assume you're going to put things in said bags. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your gear choices of what you're going to bring to keep you relatively comfortable uh, when you're when you finally arrive at the point in your ride where you're like, okay, I think I'm done for the day. <laughs> yeah. So my general rule of thumb on like a a backcountry mountain biking bike packing trip is one of everything. Um, and you know. For something like this, we have to be prepared for all of the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the weather, meaning rain, um, cold, hopefully not snow. That would be so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but probably, but, but not off, not out uh, of the question. Yeah, yeah hopefully not. Um, but really, probably hot days, um, and then the nights they're chilly. They're always chilly. Yeah. So g- generally, my rule is like a pair of riding shorts, a riding top mm-hmm. which probably will be like um i'm thinking like a synthetic um like a patagonia capoline um socks gloves and then for camp um a pair of long johns wool a wool top a puffy jacket and then rain jacket rain pants mm-hmm. And sometimes might be wearing every single one of those items at the same at, time. At the same time. <laughs> yeah. Do you, are you just bringing one kit for the whole, I mean, how much Betsy stink are we going <laughs> to have to deal with? <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
Even socks, like one no, pair of socks? No, I was going to say the one thing that I will bring two of is um, socks and gloves. Mm-hmm. And then like one beanie, one buff. Um, I don't wear um, cycling shorts on these trips. I opt for like a pair of like just maybe mountain bike baggies um, <laughs> or just a pair of like old school Patagonia baggies. Dan's, Dan's making this face like he's horrified, horrified. right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like really a chamois, like a gross sponge, like day after day that doesn't dry. Like, no. Have you ever sat on a saddle sore for a whole day? I have. Yeah. And I, I would, I'll probably get one just because you're, <laughs> um, but, it's already, it's already building. <laughs> but I've done this enough where, um, I don't tend to get saddle sores. I like my saddle. I like my bike. Mm. Um, so anyway, wow. but no, I, you know, I may bring a second pair of shorts, but, um, the thing about like a pair of baggies or, or just regular shorts is that you can, you know, you can clean them in, in creeks every yeah, night. Right. Um, we will, the thing about the Colorado trail that's nice is you do pass through civilization quite, quite a bit. And the places you pass through are towns that um, cater to outdoor recreationalists. So, right. you know, if I need to buy a pair of shorts, I can buy a pair of shorts. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about food? My favorite topic. No, it's <laughs> mine too. And I have, I'm dropping the ball um, on planning it. <clears throat> um, but like I said, the cool thing is you do have resupply. Um, but we will, I mean, it's just like, it's a lot of, snacks it's um we'll probably do some dehydrated meals um but when you pass through these towns it's like okay like grab three burritos from mm-hmm. the coffee shop yeah, yeah. um but do you, do you carry a stove and like a, a, a pot or anything or? yep okay. yeah so really lightweight little stove that just screws onto a um gas canister, a gas canister. It, do you know a brand you're Yeah, actually, great question. Um, I'm a huge fan of like this. It's like this tiny little MSR. That's what I, yeah, because I I used one of those last night. It was awesome. Yeah, and it doesn't weigh anything and it stays out of the way. And then, you know, like I said, if we we run out of gas, we can buy gas in Mm -hmm. in Leadville or Buena Vista or or whatever. Um, So, yes, definitely a stove because uh, my friend and I love coffee too. Yeah. Yeah. What? Okay. That, that actually brings up a good point. <laughs> well, how are you going to handle the coffee situation? Uh, that's important. I know. Not- and also, I, I guess uh, tether it onto that before you answer how you're going to do the, the coffee thing. Where do you put the pot, uh, for said cooking? I mean, I, that's one of the things that I've always struggled with. Cause uh, it's like so oddly shaped. It's so bulky. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's just a, not a great shape that's conducive to bags that fit on a bike. Yeah. So, um, I feel like the pot is something where maybe I have um, allowed myself a little bit of, of luxury because these, they, these just small titanium pot that can double as your coffee mug, you can cook, you know, you can have ramen in it, you can use it for everything. Um, so like MSR, you know, Snow Peak, like all, there's, there's tons of little Thai pots, but um, I have, I end up putting it in my seat post bag. Like I just kind of like jam it in. It's like one of the first things I put in and it kind of fits in the back. And I try and fill it with random bits and pieces. Like maybe my first aid kit goes in there, which is kind of weird, but it fits. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we will each have a pot or a vessel of some sort and then the stove and the gas. Um, 
a chalice maybe, <laughs> or a goblet of fire, perhaps. Yes. Um, and then coffee, I... I mean, I'm embarrassed, although I shouldn't be because, um, but we'll probably just do the little instant packets. Mm. Um, but it's actually, there's this awesome, awesome roaster out of Crested Butte mm. called First Ascent. Yes. Yes. And um, there's this, it's totally legit mm-hmm. coffee. Yeah. Um, now, you mentioned a couple other things that I think are worth uh, noting. You, you, you do have a first aid kit. Um, that, that's kind of important when you're when you're way way in the middle of nowhere. Um, what about things like bear spray? I mean, is that does that even con- like does that even register on your radar no. when you're out there? Hadn't crossed my mind. How about now? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I, you're. I feel like I'm more likely to see a bear here in Boulder probably than yeah. I am on the CT. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know. <sighs> historically like we try and be good about putting our food in a stuff sack at night and like putting it sort of away and up Mm -hmm. in a tree but no bear spray no like (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one time this the friend who i'm going with she and i were bikepacking around crested butte and we ran into like a a four-wheeler and he's like were you guys carrying weapons and we were like (laughs) what well yes here's my samurai sword (laughs) (laughs) or what did he say i don't know if he said weapon the Probably not protection or something. Guns, yeah. Uh, yeah. but no, we I you know aside from a a pocket knife, uh, um, no. What uh what about going potty? Oh, great, uh, great question. Yeah, see, I'm thinking. Yeah, so um, just I mean, I guess we just we follow sort of leave no trace principles, um. Which to which the way it was taught to me was you dig a hole at least six inches deep um, for your poop and you t- you pack out your your tissue paper um, and you know that's that's what we'll do. So thanks for reminding me to put a trowel on the list. Yeah, I have a really cool a foldable stainless steel trowel that um, I don't I don't think it even has a brand name. Like I bought it at an army surplus store. Totally. Those places are gold mines, by the way. If you, if you ever need cheap camping stuff that works, go to an army surplus place. There's a place in old town, Arvada. I stock up every time I go there. Totally. I buy way more stuff than I need because I'm that guy. (laughs) Um, okay. So we've talked food. We've talked, uh, safety. We've talked bags. We've talked bikes. Is that everything? What about, Oh God, you're going to, no, it's not. But the one thing you didn't mention, I don't really want to talk about, which is like tools. Ah, yeah. Why don't, why don't you want to talk about <laughs> because it? Because that's, if, if we break down, <laughs> we're going to have some problems. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, like, there's a couple things that are um, sort of like um, important, I don't know, um, I'll call them oh shit things, like <laughs> ski straps. Yeah. So like vole ski straps. Handy, yeah. Super handy. Yeah. Um, duct tape, obviously. Um, you can't duck it. Try something else. <laughs> um, what else are like the random bits and pieces? Well, bike tools, of course. Yeah. You know, right. 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 I assume you're going to have a, a, you know, spare tube, that kind of stuff and, yeah. you know, tire levers. Yeah. The typical things that you'd have, mm-hmm. um, a pump. Where does that live in your pack array? Frame bag. Frame bag. Yeah. Easily access, a- accessed stuff. Yeah, and stuff that you hopefully like don't want to see, yeah, right. so you can just shove it in there right, and right, forget right. about it. Yeah, yeah. Headlamp. 
Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just ticking things off your, your list here. It's great. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Hopefully someone on this journey will have a, a computer of sorts. Mm. Um, although the Colorado Trail is incredibly well marked, um, and I am a I'm a huge fan of paper maps and I'm too stubborn to like be such a weight. We need to leave that behind. Um, And the, the Colorado trail foundation, which is the organization that um, sort of maintains the entire trail. They just have a wealth of guidebooks and maps Mm -hmm. and, and even apps. And so I'm sure we'll be using a combination of like, you know, following a, a blue dot and then paper maps and using even a small guidebook. When you do the paper maps, do you do them in that, like, do you print them off and then put them in the, the sheets of uh, cellophane or whatever? I haven't, but I probably should. It's, um, it's really, it's really good. That's it's a, a great, great idea. idea. <laughs> yeah. Cause with the trail this long, you'd be, you'd probably be taking like five or six maps mm-hmm. to connect mm-hmm. everything. And that's not very practical. Right. And, and just speaking as somebody who has been out in the woods trying to read a map while it is pouring rain, uh, it's a good idea to. Those, to wrap those them bad up. Boys. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> my 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 experience in the past was was backpacking, and that was there were some moments where not not only was my uh, my gear tested, my my patience was tested <laughs> as my map disintegrated before me. So yeah, it's your uh, sanity. Yeah, yeah, my sanity frayed. Uh, <laughs> um, so repair always important. So you know, kind of a, it, it really boils down to sort of like the basic bike stuff that you would take on every ride, really. Yep. Uh, and then bonus stuff that, you know, you would need just to survive and, and be relatively comfortable while you're suffering for 10 days straight. Yeah. What I mean, you, it's, it's pretty minimal. What, um, do you, what do you do for your sanity out there? I mean, do you bring a book? Do you bring, do you just stare at a mountain and. Well, I was just, actually, I was going to say that, like, I am one of those people that, that reads every night yeah. and it kind of, you know, helps me settle down, go to sleep. I've heard of this reading. <laughs> um, and historic i subscribe to the new yorker and when you subscribe to the new yorker it's essentially like a literary commitment um so i'm <laughs> a couple months deep into new yorkers and usually when i bike pack i bring a couple magazines um it's not great they tend to like fray and yeah. fall apart pretty quickly mm-hmm. but you can kind of roll them up and and shove them somewhere mm-hmm. um so I hadn't thought about my reading material, but it'll either be a couple New Yorkers or a very small paperback cool. book. Yeah, I, I'm glad to hear that you do bring something to read. I mean, that that to me is is key. I mean, if you're in the woods and you're actually like, hey, I have a moment to relax. I don't exactly. need to check email. Yeah. You know, there's none of that. Yeah. It's so good to just get lost in a story. Yeah. And then it probably puts you to sleep. So. <laughs> yeah, totally. What else? What are we forgetting? Is that a, is that the total list? Are you? Uh, I mean, I imagine there's going to be like the the lead into this was like three or four days of total panic. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. you just like throw everything in a huge pile mm-hmm. on the, before you do that really nice curated photo of everything yeah. all kind of like rolled up and yep. stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Graham life. It's yeah. that Instagram yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, like I kind of think of like my my apparel from like head to toe. So mm-hmm. you know, hat, yep. helmet. Mm-hmm. buff on and on down mm-hmm. oh shoes is kind of an interesting thing oh yeah with pedals you're doing flat pedals i i am only because i have done enough of the colorado trail that i know that the hiking um it can be brutal yeah. and yeah. and i if your feet aren't happy like you're not happy mm-hmm. um and i found that you know we're not doing this for speed 
you know? And right. so flats don't really take away from the experience too much. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided what pedals I'm using because I'm not really a flat pedal connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I mentioned with shoes, I was, I was thinking of just running shoes because like traditional flat, flat pedal bike shoes, um, they can just kind of be too stiff. Mm-hmm. And again, you're, for me, I'm not thinking about the riding. I'm thinking about the hiking. Sure, sure. So that is one, um, one about, choice we're making. What is about flats. like a light hiker kind of boot? Yeah. No, I'm thinking about that too. Um, or like an approach shoe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know people like those. Um, yeah. And then, God, did I mention raincoat? I think I did, but that's like a huge important Yeah, that was sort of a, <laughs> it was like, yeah, it's just one of the things that is tossed yes, in the, yes, what, uh, what raincoat are you bringing? Well, I'm pretty psyched. I actually just got a new coat from Gore. Cool. And um, it's like a super breathable, but yet really waterproof um, fabric. Mm-hmm. And it's got a hood. And I think that'll be my, you know, wind layer as well. I won't yeah. bring like a separate jacket for mm-hmm. that. And, and, and just out of curiosity, I mean, if you do, you know, encounter a downpour. Right. I mean, it's not like you're going to break out you know, rain pants and the whole nine, it's just going to be the rain jacket. Is that it? I think I am actually going to bring rain pants this time. Um, I've never done that, but I, I figure they can double as like warmth Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So, and, and they're tiny and they pack up really easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, as somebody who's sitting here after a night of camping in his own stink, (laughs) uh, what about toiletries, uh, toothbrush and soap? I mean, yeah, it's, it, they tell me I'm supposed to clean myself once in a while. I, <laughs> news to me. I don't know. I know. And they're, the cool thing about the CT is the water is really abundant, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, high alpine lakes or creeks or, or whatever. So you can really get clean um, any time. Um, so we'll probably, or I'll probably bring just a very small bottle of like Dr. Bronner's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sort of all-purpose everything. Yeah. Um, a toothbrush, toothpaste. Are um, you as neurotic as to cut your toothbrush <laughs> down? And I don't, I don't think so. Double as a shiv. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I yeah. think I've got space for the whole yeah, toothbrush. Right, right. Wow, luxurious. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rockefeller, settle down. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe some like it can be kind of handy to have some wipes. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, again, like I said, there's three of us, so hopefully we can kind of share that stuff. Yeah. Um, sunglasses, obviously, didn't mm-hmm. mention those, but those are kind of a given. What are you bringing for glasses? I don't know yet. Mm. Always a, I, I mean, I just have, at any given time, I've got like 30 that's, sunglasses. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> why. And like my typical like riding glasses are these super oversized um, Oakleys. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not like wearing a helmet or riding, they, they look kind of silly. Yeah. Although... Uh, I think we've established that I I don't really care <laughs> how I look. So. We're not we're not high fashionistas here, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you did mention a, a few rides ago. We were chatting, and you mentioned a um, a small water filter that you. Oh like. yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, great, great question. Um, I've used a lot of water filters in my day, um, like or backpacking and camping and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my current favorite is made by Katahdin. And it's a one liter sort of like soft, um, soft bottle and the filter is in the, the top. So you just, you take off the top and you scoop the, the bottle into whatever body of water you're using. 
and then you squeeze through the top into your into your bladder or bottle or whatever. Um, and like I said, it's a liter, so it 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 it's always nice when you don't have to do like eight hundred um, dips mm-hmm. with your filter, and it's fast too. Um, but I'll definitely also take some. Um, I think they're called Aqua Tabs, so a like a tablet that you can throw in kind for shock the water. Yeah. Um, all right. So now, Betsy, you've done a bunch of bike packing trips. This is this is this is a big one. Uh, so you know, it's definitely throwing you into unfamiliar waters. But as as a fairly seasoned bike packer, if somebody out there is listening, they want to do their first bike packing trip. Um, what would you suggest? I mean, you know, they've got X amount of dollars mm-hmm. to spend on gear. What would you say is the the most important thing they should focus on uh, when selecting their gear for their first bike packing trip? Um, well, I think it's important to kind of decide what bike you're going to use um, because whether you're going to use like a drop bar bike, um, like a gravel bike or a flat bar mountain bike, um, and are you going to have rear suspension, um, that's going to influence the, like the capacity, the size of bags you can use. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of try and think about, all right, what bike am I likely going to be doing this stuff on? Um, and then of course, you know, customization is always more, but if you know that like this is your bike packing bike, it, it's, it's worth it to have bags that fit precisely and, and take up all of the available space. Um, but you know, really those three, I guess, core, um, bags I think are important. The seat post bag, frame bag, and the handlebar bag. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where most of your, your volume is. So basically, uh, the, the bike is the choice you make based on probably the length of the ride and the terrain you're going to be doing, uh, first and foremost. And then once you've sort of determined that, then it's time to focus your, your budget more on the bags. Um, and a good bag, I mean, that can really, I mean, this is your home. You're bringing your home with right. you, you know, so, you know, do you want a, do you want a, a two story house? Do you want a one story, like a ranch? What do you want? You know, it's the same decisions where you got to make like, okay, where's all my stuff going to go? Yeah. Um, how am I going to access it? So that I, to me personally, I think the frame bag is the most important one. Um, just because there's, it's probably going to be your biggest bag, first of all. Right. Um, and second of all, it's going to be the one that you're probably going to access the most. So, uh, kind of like work center outward, you know, like the center of your bike is your frame bag. That's, that's where a lot of the easy access stuff's going to go. Yep. Uh, and then work your way out to the other bags. Yeah. And you know, even with a handlebar bag, you can, honestly, you can kind of rig that one more than any of them because you know, a stuff sack and some straps, um, and, and that tends to work. Um, you know, as the frame bags get better and better, they just like, they just fit better and they don't move around as much. Um, but if you're touring gravel roads and you're not doing rough single track, um, you know, you're not as, maybe you're not as concerned with things bouncing around and, Mm -hmm. and then you, you can even think about things like panniers and racks, but for Mm -hmm. the, for the mountain biking stuff and the backcountry stuff, Mm -hmm. um, you kind of just want it all tight on your bike as if it was, you were backpacking and it was like sort of tight on your body. Right. Well, thank you for, uh, for coming on the show to talk about gear, Betsy, and, uh, and good luck uh, on your, your Colorado Trail adventure. Um, and for those of you listening, if, uh, if any of you have got experience seriously with, with riding the Colorado Trail, feel free to email us and, and tell us your experience and, 
uh, what were some of your gear choices that worked and some that didn't. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Uh, and you can email me, dcavallari at velonews.com. You can reach out to me on social media, at Brown Tide Dan. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Betsy, how can the folks reach you? Can they reach you? Please reach me and do it in the next two weeks so that I know <laughs> what I need to get yeah. for this trip. But I'm at bwelch, W-E-L-C-H, at velonews.com. Um, I'm on Strava, and I'm on Instagram at The Boots Appeal. The Boots Appeal. Yeah, I'll be sure to do some of those like gear explosion photos too. Necessary. Very necessary. (laughs) And of course, if you guys have any uh, suggestions for topics you'd like me to cover on a future episode of the Velo News Tech Podcast, I would absolutely love to hear it. So please do reach out. Betsy, thanks again for joining me. And for all of you listening, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.